Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Joining us today is Dr. Jill Cruz, ready to answer our medical questions. Dr. Cruz's specialty is family medicine. She works as a hospitalist with Brookings Health System and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning. Good to be back. It feels like it's been a year since I've been here. <laughs> yes. Happy 2023. Yes. Happy back New Year. In the new year. Yep. Has it been good so far? So far, so good. So far, so good. I can't believe uh, it's gone this fast already. I can't believe it's the 11th. Yes. It took me, it's still taking me some time to kind of regroup back to all the schedules because I feel like with the snow cancellations yes. that we had in December and then Christmas, it's been a month or so before we've hit some of these activities. So I know tonight we have our kind of church activities, and mm-hmm. I couldn't even think of exactly what time those things happen. So I had to reference my calendar again yes. to get back into these routines again. Definitely. The kids had, I think, the longest Christmas break ever. Right. Yes. We talked about that a little bit last week, too. I think we had 23 days. So <laughs> it's like college. <laughs> it's a long break. It's a long break. But yeah, so it's nice to be getting yeah. back into some of these routines and nice to be back on the radio with you, Dr. Cruz. So tell us about our Prairie Doc topic this week. So we're talking about skin cancer uh, today. So something that uh, definitely affects a lot of people, actually basal cell carcinoma is the most common cancer in the world. So Mm -hmm. something that will affect many, many people. Um, Like I said, there's three main different types of skin cancer, basal cell, squamous cell, and then malignant melanoma. And we talk a lot about melanoma, but we don't talk about the other two nearly as much, the squamous cell carcinomas and the um, basal cell carcinomas, but basal cells by far much more common. Interesting. Okay, so we don't talk as much about some of those, but mm-hmm. let's dive into them and what yes. the differences are and what what what's concerning about each of them or not so concerning. So let's just start with melanoma. Tell us yes. about what melanoma is. So melanoma is the big one that we talk about the most because that one's the scary one because it can metastasize, meaning it can go from the skin to other areas of the body. I've had a patient actually get melanoma in the back wall of her eye. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, it can, and then it spread to the brain. So it can be very, very dangerous because it can spread anywhere in the body. Um, Melanoma is a cancer of the pigmented cells or the melanin that gives your skin pigment. And when they go haywire, it can affect a lot. And that's the one that can be deadly. So So we talk about melanoma because it's a big deal. It's very dangerous, very aggressive. Okay. And can spread. So So what are some of the signs and symptoms we could be aware of with melanoma? Melanoma. So... um, since it is with the pigmented cells, usually you're talking about a pigmented lesion. So we talk about the A, B, C, D, E. So A is for asymmetry. If there is a mole that is um, asymmetric. So if you took it and folded it in half, it would not match up. Okay. Uh, B is for border, meaning it's an irregular border. It's kind of a fuzzy border. It's not a sharp defined where it starts and where it stops. Um, C is color, uh, meaning it's kind of the ugly duckling. It looks different than the other ones, or there's more than one color in it, or it's, you know, definitely a different looking than your other freckles or other moles that you have. 
Uh, D is diameter, bigger than six millimeters, which is the size of a pencil eraser. So if you can cover it up with a pencil eraser, that's a good sign. If it's bigger than that, you definitely want to get it checked out. And then E is expanding. Is it getting bigger? Is it changing? Because it comes can arise from a pre-existing mold that you've had for years, but if all of a sudden it's changing, it's getting bigger, something doesn't look quite right, and you're like, hmm, that's different, that's a very good sign to get it checked out. I was going to ask you about that. So as we age, if I feel like my moles are changing, mm-hmm. growing, yep. getting larger. So when, it, when do we say, oh, that's just me aging, or oh, that might be a problem? Well, this is where you definitely want to get it checked out. And this is where dermatologists come in. I mean, sometimes you can't tell just by looking. They've got a special uh, sort of microscope that they can use called a dermatoscope where they can look at the skin cells. And a lot of times, you know, doing a biopsy is a very good way of of telling. So if something's changing or different, you definitely want to get that checked out. Uh, Another thing that dermatologists will do is often take pictures because pictures are worth a thousand words. If you've got, you know, a hundred moles on your back, how do you know that that one, you know, number 65 is different? Right. So you're taking a picture and comparing over time to see, oh, God, that one has gotten different. It is bigger. Now it's kind of butting up against to the one next to it. Maybe we should get that checked out. So I always say, if you're concerned, that's a good enough reason. Okay. And getting, a you know, a good skin check, um, by your family doctor during an annual physical or bring up these moles, you mm-hmm. know, let them know. Say, hey, I've got some spots. Can we keep an eye on them? Mm-hmm. So are our moles more likely to develop melanoma or not necessarily? Um, they definitely come from the pigmented areas. Okay. So, okay. But there is the amelanotic melanoma, which is skin colored, which is the mole that the skin cancer that terrifies me that I'm going to miss it because it looks like normal skin okay so that one's super scary yeah (laughs) also thankfully super rare Mm -hmm. but that is the one thing that we always worry about if there's a spot underneath a fingernail and you didn't you know hit your thumb with a hammer or you know didn't drop something on your big toe and there's a a dark pigmented spot you definitely want to get that checked out because you can get melanomas underneath fingernails so i've had people where we've needed to to get those checked out by dermatology bummer yeah yeah as bob's checking his fingernails (laughs) (laughs) i want to do a self-check right now how are we doing here so yeah all right well let's go to our first break and we'll give our listeners a chance to call in with your questions regarding skin cancer or any other medical topic and we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Cigarette smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer, but it can also be caused by other forms of tobacco like pipes and cigars or breathing secondhand smoke or being exposed to asbestos or radon. We also are concerned with people who have a family history of lung cancer. Lung cancer symptoms may include coughing that gets worse and doesn't go away, chest pain, shortness of breath, wheezing, and coughing up blood. Other illnesses that can cause these these symptoms should be investigated as well. If you have any symptoms, talk to your doctor. For help to quit smoking, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit cdc.gov slash quit. 
Your provider at the Avera Medical Group is a good resource to discuss lung symptoms. Call 697-9500 for an appointment. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. We're talking today about skin cancer, but we're also happy to answer any of your medical questions. So give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Before the break, Dr. Cruz was giving us some of the signs and symptoms to watch for when it comes to melanoma. Dr. Cruz, if we've had some of these signs or symptoms or um, something has been um, diagnosed as melanoma, Mm -hmm. what treatment options are there? So it really depends on how thick the melanoma is, how deep into the skin it has gone. So is it just in the superficial layers? Is it superficial and medium? Is it deep? Has it spread to other areas of the body? So really they have to do a biopsy so we can figure out how deep it is and that kind of affects. And then they also will do testing to see has it spread to the lymph nodes? Has it spread to other areas of the body? So once you have that information, you can kind of come up with a targeted plan. You know, sometimes it's just removing it. And if it hasn't spread anywhere else, great, Mm -hmm. wonderful. Um, other times, if it's spread to other areas, you may need to have, you know, radiation therapy. You may need to have chemotherapy, immunotherapy. Um, there's lots of different options, but usually first part is surgery to remove as much of the cancer as possible and then deal with wherever it may have spread to okay. with other treatments that are more systemic. Yeah. So as you mentioned earlier, early <coughs> catching it early yes. is really important. I, I always tell people it's easier to put out a campfire than a forest fire. Mm-hmm. So if we can catch these when they're small, it's a lot better for cosmetic purposes. You know, you're not going to need be talking about needing skin grafts and, you know, long surgeries and recovery. So yes, the smaller you can get these things taken care of, the better. Okay. Well, we've talked about melanoma. Uh, earlier, you mentioned also basal cell carcinomas. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about those. What is that? What are basal yep. cell carcinomas? So basal cell carcinomas are cancers of the top layer of the skin. And it's just kind of haywire growth. It's usually caused by photo damage, so sun rays. Um, so the more sun-exposed areas tend to get it, although they can happen anywhere on the body. I've, I've seen them on areas that are covered by underwear. So it can happen anywhere. Sure. Um, but more common in sun-exposed areas. So nose, foreheads, ears, um, you know, hands, forearms, those tend to be the more common areas that we see them. Nose especially seems to be our our common spot. And so what are the signs and symptoms of those? So those usually are kind of like raised pearlescent bumps, or it's like a scab that won't heal. It'll kind of, you know, a mold that just kind of gets a little dimple in the center and will start scabbing up and it won't heal. Um, they can be, you know, brown, black, or blue lesions. So again, can look like kind of a weird mole or a freckle that doesn't look like kind of the other ones. That's kind of where we get. It can also be kind of a flat, scaly. So it's one of those where it can look so many different ways. You can't say that this is the one thing you're looking for, which is why getting a dermatologist or, you know, getting a good skin check with the family doctor um, after seeing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of patients, you get a good idea of that doesn't look normal. Sure. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then that's a good enough reason to examine and look further. 
Gotcha. I know sometimes when you have a mole removed, it's a matter of do you send it to pathology or not, right? Oh, I always do. Always send I it. always do because I don't want to risk being wrong. Yeah. And so what does that mean if we send mm -hmm. it to pathology? So if we send it to pathology, we have the pathologist look at it under a microscope, use special stains, say, is this cancer? Is this not? Is this a weird-looking wart? Because warts can do all sorts of presentations and look really weird. Um I've had stuff that I swore was cancer that came back as a wart. I've had stuff that I swore was just a wart and came back cancer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, skin things can be very, very tricky. And without having the special stains and looking under the microscope, it can be difficult to tell. So it's always best to err on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. And see what that pathology report mm -hmm. is. So when it comes to basal cell carcinomas, what treatment options do we have? Um, usually with those, uh, it's, again... Removing them mm -hmm. is is a good thing with that. Um, that there's a, a type of surgery called a Mohs surgery. So if it's a big area, or if it's on a very area where there's very thin skin, like the nose or the ear, where there's not really much, you know, can you imagine taking a chunk the size of an eraser out of your nose? There's really not much skin to pull it together. It's going to be an awful scar. So you mm -hmm. only want to take the bare minimum. So this is done by a dermatologist. They'll do what's called a Mohs surgery where they take out a little bit. They go to the microscope. They look. Is there cancer cells touching the edge? If there is, we don't have it all. If you see normal cells all the way around, yep, we've got it all. We're done. Mm -hmm. But they keep taking incrementally you know, pieces around and around until we make sure that we have it all gone. And again, if you've got an area where you don't have much skin and where the skin's really thin, like eyelid, nose, and ear, that's a really good time to use that so you're not having, you know, a big chunk out of your nose. I mean, you don't want to look like the Sphinx in Egypt with a big chunk missing from your nose because there was a big skin cancer that wasn't taken care of properly. Mm -hmm. So that is done. And that seems to be Pretty common, or at least the people mm -hmm. I've interacted with, it seems to be pretty common. Yes. I have a lot of family members, farmers, different people who've had a lot of sun exposure, mm -hmm. um, and it seems to be common to do that maybe on the nose, right. cheek, even the ears maybe, mm -hmm. some of that. Yep. Yeah. If it's super, super tiny, we're catching it very early, sometimes you can treat it with freezing, cryosurgery. Um, sometimes there are some topical uh, prescription medications we can use that will kind of uh, get rid of it. Again, if surgery is not an option, surgery is the best because once it's gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but there are um, some light therapy that you can use where you put medication that actually makes you more sensitive. It's kind of weird. You're fighting fire with fire here because we said sun is bad, but right. we use light sometimes to treat these. It's not oh. as common, but it can be done. Sure. Um, other times we do um, what's called uh, curatage and uh, desiccation or C&E where we kind of scrape away the skin and then we kind of burn it with uh, electrocautery and then we scrape more and burn it. Um, that one leaves a little bit more of a scar and it's kind of hard to know if you got deep enough. I, I personally didn't do that one because I was never feeling that confident that I got deep enough or I didn't want to go too deep. So I leave that one to the dermatologist since they've got a really good feel for that. But that is an an option again if it's a small it's less likely um those are used more like on the chest and arms and feet you definitely don't want to do that on the nose because it's gonna or the face it's gonna leave a pretty nasty scar sure and options for some other places yep well we did have a question come in and Excellent. it is time for us to go to our next break so we'll go to our break and then we'll get back to our questions from our listeners so thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now with your questions at 605 692 
1430. 605-692-1430. With any medical questions you would like us to address, look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. It leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. This caller says, when you're 95 years old, do you need to worry about the brown spots on the skin? She has more since having COVID, and they peel off. Does she need to worry? Um, w- without seeing them, I can't say for sure. Since sure. you know, but uh, there are other things that are not skin cancer, and one of the other very common skin lesions or skin growths that you can get as you get older is what's called a seborrheic keratosis, and we describe that as a warty, stuck-on appearance uh, lesion and it kind of looks like someone literally just took this little warty thing and just plopped it on you and sometimes people can kind of scratch them off with their fingernails they'll go away for a bit and then they kind of regrow okay those are not cancerous Um, they're nothing to worry about they're just ugly looking sure Um, but again melanoma and a seb k sometimes can look very similar to each other so it's always best to get it checked out um and again, you know, biopsies, but there's some that are, you look at it and like, yep, that is most definitely a seborrheic keratosis. And some people will have a couple of them. Some people will have their entire back covered with them. So definitely increase as you get older, not cancer, nothing to worry about there. So with her, without seeing them, um, you know, kind of location size and getting a bit more of a history, hard to say, but it could be, mm-hmm. um, just to separate keratosis from what she's describing since they peel off. That's one of the and few that, things that kind of peels. If that is what it is, we just kind of let it go? Or Pretty much there, let yes. it go. Okay, nothing yep. to really do about that. Not really. Okay. I mean, sometimes we've taken them off, but they tend to come right back. So. Okay. All right. Anything to help? I don't know if that's uncomfortable in any way. Not really. No, you don't, I mean, okay. unless you bump them and then they kind of peel. And sometimes when they peel off, they might bleed a little bit, but mm-hmm. they're pretty harmless. Okay, good to know. But very, very common. And uh, genetically speaking, some people, they're like, yep, my mom and dad had these, and now I have them. My brothers have them. You know, so they do tend to run in family. So if your back looks like your grandma's back at that age, it's probably okay, but I can't say 100% for sure. So get it checked out by your doctor and say, do I need to be concerned about these? And they might be able to look and say, nope, or yeah, let's do a biopsy. Sure. All right. Sounds good. But very good question. When we uh, talk about skin cancer prevention, what are some of the most important things we should be doing, Dr. Cruz? So basically protecting yourself from the sun. So this is where, 
um, the big debate between you need vitamin D, you need to get sun exposure, but not too much, but just the right. So, you know, getting out in the sun is good for some vitamin D, but also not being when the peak rays. So usually between, you know, 10, 30, 11 in the morning to like 2 to 3 in the afternoon when those peak overhead most direct sun rays are um, you know, wearing, making sure you got sunscreen there. Daily sunscreen is a good thing. Um, you know, for women, you know, getting a tinted moisturizer with sunscreen in it is a great way to get some sunscreen on every day. Cause you think, oh my gosh, it's really foggy out there. But, um, just because you're not getting sun rays, you're still getting the radiation. So there's, um, actually you can get a moonburn. Did you know you can, like a sunburn, but for moonlight? Wow. Yes, you can get a moonburn. Very rare, but it is possible because you're getting, um, the ultraviolet rays are still can go through clouds and they can still uh, penetrate at night. So not just, you can, yeah, it doesn't have to be just in the sun. Yes, even in the winter. In the winter, It's a great idea to have some sort of... um, Yeah, especially with the snow cover because that snow is going to reflect those um, rays back up at you. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why, you know, in the pool too, you know, getting that sun... Uh, reflecting off the water can make burns worse in the summertime. So, yeah, sunscreen is your biggest thing. Covering up shade. Um, there's the joke that you can always tell the dermatologist kids at the pool because they're the ones with the the rash guards and the big floppy hats and the wetsuits, basically walking around in the pool. They're dermatologist kids. Yeah, protecting them from the sun. Yeah, huh? They are. Yep. I know in the, your essay you mentioned farmers, truckers mm-hmm. often being the ones getting a lot of sun yes. exposure and um, the baseball hat. Yes. Not being quite sufficient. <laughs> they are this, the DeKalb seed corn hats, while they are lovely, don't protect your ears. They protect your forehead, but it leaves the nose and the ears really open to that sun damage. Um, so you can definitely tell, you know, the farmers that had the caps on because, you know, where they got bald on top is fine. That is pristine, is a baby's bottom. <laughs> and everything below that was not covered up is very sun damaged, photo aged. Um, and same thing with truckers. You can tell, you know, the left side of their face that was exposed to the window is a lot worse than the right side that was more shaded in the cab. Okay. So maybe invest in a wide-brimmed hat. A wide-brimmed so hat, yes. Cowboy be. hats are very good. They would be your friend. Yeah, very good. Uh, we have another question here, Dr. Cruz. Uh, a woman in her 70s is starting to develop a lot of skin tags. Is that concerning? Um, skin tags are usually related to, like, friction in an area. They're generally not anything to worry about as far as, like, cancer. Um, They're just more of a nuisance. They can be treated by your doctor. It is considered cosmetic, so a lot of times insurance won't cover it. Um, But a little FYI, the cost for treating one skin tag is the same for treating up to 15. So (laughs) if you're going to get one taken off, get all of them taken off if it's 15 or less because it's a bundle payment per insurance so they will pay the same whether they remove one or 15 helpful tip thank you fyi well it's time for us to go to our final break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now with your questions at 605-692-1430 605-692-1430 We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Shingles, also called herpes zoster, is a painful rash disease. Shingles can lead to severe nerve pain called postherpetic neuralgia that can last for months or years after the rash goes away. 
Shingles is caused by the varicella zoster virus, the same virus that causes chickenpox. If you've had chickenpox, you can get shingles. Almost one out of three people in the United States will develop shingles in their lifetime. You can get shingles at any age, but it's more common in older adults. Older adults also are more likely to have severe disease. The Center for Disease Control recommends that people age 50 and older get the shingles vaccine called Shingrex. Set an appointment to discuss shingles with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Dr. Cruz, another question for mm-hmm. you. I am planning a winter getaway. Is it a good idea to use a tanning bed a few times before my trip to establish a base tan? No, that is the biggest misconception that was started in the 80s. You do not need a base tan. Please don't. Um, Whether you're getting your UV rays from a tanning booth or from the natural sun, you are still getting UV rays. So you do not need a base tan. Um, Wear a good sunscreen to cover you. Um, You know, we over Christmas went down to Grand Cayman. And yes, I did not get a base tan. I just made sure that I covered up, um, you know, went snorkeling with a rash guard. I kept my redheaded child slathered in sunscreen and kept him from burning. So yes, base tans are a popular myth that uh, perpetuated in the era of putting baby oil on instead of sunscreen and is not a good idea. So nope, any tan is a sign of skin damage and it's your body's way of trying to protect you from further damage. So don't damage it in anticipation of other damage. So it's not helpful. Just wear sunscreen. So in general, stay away from the tanning beds. Please stay away from tanning beds. They're an awful idea. If you don't want skin cancer. In certain circumstances where, you know, again, dermatologists will fight fire with fire. Sometimes we do use tanning beds or UV light to treat certain conditions like psoriasis and, uh, you know, certain skin cancers with using certain medications. But as a pretty blanket statement, just avoid tanning beds. Unless directed to. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Tell us about your television show you have planned for tomorrow night on SDPB. So we have two fabulous dermatologists coming in. We've had several show changes due to babies being born uh, since we initially had this uh, show scheduled. But I think we're going to have a great time talking about the different types of skin cancer and uh, talking about ways to prevent, treat, and uh, diagnose Mm -hmm. these so it'll be great. As you said earlier in the show, it's so common. Most of us yes. know somebody who's had to deal with some sort of skin cancer. So it's great yes. for all of us to learn more about it. And unfortunately, us Northern European white pale people tend to have higher risk of developing this. So if you look like me and my uh, German uh, Dutch descendants, you may want to tune in. Perfect. Well, thank you for this information today. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, January 12th, Prairie Doc host Dr. Jill Cruz will be discussing skin cancer with Dr. Kendra Watson from Dakota Dermatology in Sioux Falls and Dr. Jenny Nelson from Avera Medical Group Dermatology in Sioux Falls. So tune in this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed 
enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. Mm-hmm.